podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're at the MTK Performance Centre. It's uh, up and running, per se, for Lee, Shabazz and now Jack Fincham. Obviously, Josh is still in Scotland. Um, how's the centre coming along? Yeah, getting there good. Um, still working away on on uh, getting it all done, but uh, it's under progress and I'm happy with the progress. So looking forward to when it's all done. Why are you hiding the hair? Just because it's a bit of a... I, w- I wouldn't want L'Oreal, my sponsors, to, to be upset with the state of it at the minute, so... I'm, uh, I'm keeping it away so I don't get in trouble. So, uh, let's start with Jack Fincham. He's uh, out on uh, the 10th of November. Yeah. Uh, Ultimate Boxer. Why have you teamed up with Jack? Just the, the Ultimate Boxer team come to me about it. Um, I spoke to them. I said that I'd sit and meet with Jack. So, I had a chat with him. Explained to him what my expectations would be. Um, and I, I got a little bit of a... I had to respect the fact that the position that he's in, he's willing to put himself in a very vulnerable position. Um, it'll be under a lot of criticism no matter what. I think he's aware of that. Um, and I said that I'd have a week, take a look, see how he committed himself and applied himself. And he applied himself well. Um, and I just grew to like him. He's sound. Do you know what I mean, I really, really do like him. He's... Uh, He's a really sound, down-to-earth guy. All the lads really get on with him and, and want to see him do well. So that's why we decided to help him out. Have you had a lot of stick as well, the fact you're working with him? Uh, no, not really. Not really. Um, if I have, I haven't seen it, that's for sure. How is it working with him, though? Because obviously, I know he said he's a, had an amateur background, but he's been out of boxing for yeah. a long, long while. How is it working with him? Um... How is it working with him? In comparison to people who have been in the game for years. You'd be surprised, you know. Sometimes you just sometimes someone that's been been boxing for a long time and reached heights, you have to go back. It all boils down to fundamentals, doesn't it, really? Um, in terms of Jack, obviously, athletically, he uh, he's a bit behind the other lads that are consistently training but coaching a fight is coaching a fighter you know you work on fundamentals and work on improving things around them and and building uh, game plans and tactics and tactical awareness and ring generalship and all those things around the fundamentals so yes it's the same as coaching anybody else really well, we're at Ultimate Boxer ITV4 and BT Sport 1, I believe, November the 10th. Tune in. Um, ben, I'm just going to let you know you've got hair on the side of your hat that you might want to remove on the other side. Like that? No, just where, the, where your ear would be, but on the actual hat. No, it's still there. Is that it? Oh, there, you've got, you've got it there. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Thanks, man. Okay, uh, Lee McGregor fights for a European title uh, the same week, I believe. The next day. The next day. The next day, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Lee's in a massive fight here. Sorry, so I forgot there. Yeah, Barry Smith's been helping me out with Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, Barry's been helping me out with Jack, so, and Barry will be doing Jack's corner because Lee, with the COVID situation, uh, he's boxing the next day. Mm. Huge fight for Lee. Yes. How's he been? Good. Yeah? Yep. 
How many weeks have you had now, properly? Um, about, this will be the fourth week. Um, but I've worked with Lee little bits before. In Spain, yeah? In Spain, in Fort Ventura, but he also came up to Manchester when I was in Manchester and had a week or two weeks with me. But at the time, um, MTK contacted me about helping him out. But at the time, you know, I was back and forth from America, etc., etc. So... I did explain that I'll help out as and when I can, but I can't commit to anything because I was back and forth um, in that moment. And then, yeah, so we found ourselves here. But it wasn't like completely starting from fresh. I knew Lee before, so. Do you see uh, Lee achieving a lot in this sport, Ben? Definitely, and he's someone that I think can go through the, the, the weight classes as well, you know. He's a bantamweight, huge, huge bantamweight. Hits like a lightweight. Um, and... You know, he's got the frame to, to really be able to go through the weights, but at the minute, not looking past uh, Gurphy, so fully focused on Karen Gurphy. Shabazz Masood, any updates on him? We're waiting on a fight date for waiting so long. Waiting on a fight date, mate. Uh, Frank Warren, BT Sport, Queensbury Promotions. Um, I mean, it's coming up a year that he's been out now. I know the COVID situation, but uh, yeah. Needs to get a date soon, or... Basically, but training well. Listen, he really committed himself, Shabazz. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's training his guts out, training as though he's got a date tomorrow, um, and that's all you can ask for, really. You know, so I'm frustrated for him, as you can imagine. He's frustrated, uh, but he's uh, dedicated to the process, and that's the main thing. Do you feel at times? Uh motivation might be slipping with Shabazz and that's the thing it's not you know he's just frustrated that um, he's not been given a date but like I say he's in love with the process and he enjoys his training loves boxing um, can't get enough of it I've got Lee Wiley here who he picks constantly on at Lee to go over more film study with and uh, yeah he can just he can watch train talk boxing all day loves it so that's the that's the main thing so frank's got coming up uh heffron bentley too dubois joyce and obviously tyson's bill have you heard nothing about potentially shabazz getting on any of these three cards um i was told that he will be then i'm told there may be another date but either way he needs to be on one of those cemented dates um he's a fighter that's got serious potential uh, mandatory for the English title as well and a young man like that needs to be kept active so I believe in him so you know if Queensbury don't believe in him then I'm sure somebody else will uh, obviously I've got a very good relationship with Queensbury but um, Shabazz needs dates and needs to be active you know I'm not setting his sights at oh, yeah, win the English I mean I believe that it'll go on further and further and further you know again Shabazz is someone that has the potential to go through the weights so um, yeah, frustrating for me as well, but yeah, he needs a date ASAP. Okay. Go back a, a few weeks ago to the Your Call where Josh Taylor uh, stopped Kong Song. A lot of people after the fight were like, has Kong Song just taken a dive here, etc. But if you watch the shot back, it was a beautiful shot that I'm mm. sure a lot of people at 140 pounds would have had the same effect. What do you say to those people that uh, kind of doubted? Uh, the fall from Kong Song. I'll say this, obviously I do the, the weekly BT Sport Boxing Show with uh, Adam Cattrall and Anthony Crawler was on it this week and before we started filming he said to me, 
people that was there, I had a, he had somebody there that he was speaking to from the board was like, listen, this we've seen the size of this Kong song and the way he's punching and the way he's hitting them pads. He said, I've not heard anything like it. Um, Josh has been in there and Josh is known for the, the level that he's boxed at um, in such a short space of time. People talk about that. He comes straight back after the corner without saying anything and went, by the way, the biggest puncher I've ever been in with. Um, Kong Song was a real dangerous opponent. You know, if he, if Josh had done the wrong things there, it could have become a tricky night. And sorry, going back to the point, Crawler had said to me, I started to think to myself, there's an upset coming here. Um, and I had so many people say to me, in the first 30 seconds, I thought to myself, oh, I didn't expect this. But then because the way Josh went about it, he'd done everything that we spoke about um, down to the T. Um, you know, he dedicated himself to to committing to to uh, the work that we we done. And uh, done what he was supposed to do. All of a sudden, it's because of a lack of opponent rather than what Josh did. Josh beat expectations of... of what people put there. People expected, oh, Josh will beat this fella in four, five, six rounds. But because Josh done better than what people expected, all of a sudden it's because of something else. Whereas the credit should be going to Josh for a brilliant performance. He went in there, didn't take a shot, and got the job done straight away against a big, strong, tough uh, guy that I believe, and anybody, any, if any promoter, trainer, fighter wants to criticise Kong Song, I dare them to take that fight. I dare him, I swear to you, I dare you to take that fight. Because somebody will think to themselves, all I've got to do is get close and whack him up the body and they'll walk straight into one. So if anybody has got to criticise it, let's see him step up and see how he does. He was taken out on a stretcher. Did you hear anything about his state or how he recovered? Or did any damage happen I to Kong No, I heard that, obviously he went to hospital and that, and I heard that the next day he was having trouble sitting there to... to uh, breakfast. I did actually try to chase up to see to make sure that he was okay because at the end of the day obviously it's a sport and you want to make sure that everybody leaves the ring uh, with their health intact um, but I didn't get any information back so yeah but Josh deserves more credit for that performance. Ben I'm, I'm sure you're very grateful to Jack Catra and MTK who um, came out and said he would step aside for that undisputed fight with Ramirez to be made. I am very grateful um, although it's not really for me it's for Josh you know but MTK are the best team in boxing um, but I'll also say this they've done smart by Jack Cattrall because Jack Cattrall would have been advised take that fight now you've waited a long time take that fight now now he's in a position he was going to fight for one belt or maybe two belts now he's in a position where he's going to fight for all of them. No, because I see the winner of that or, and the loser moving to 47. You see, so if that does happen, he's not in any worse situation. But he's got an option, potentially could be boxing for all four of those belts. And gets a chunk of money. Yeah. So, you know, he's, uh, he's not any worse off. He's only potentially better off. So, yeah, obviously very grateful, but MTK have done good by Jack Cattrall there. Um, yeah, so, brilliant. MTK best in the business by far, we know that. From what you've heard, uh, 
from MTK and top rank. Do you think that fight could land this year, Taylor Ramirez? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Absolutely monster fight though for next year. Mm. How do you think the fight plays out? Uh, I've got huge respect for, for Ramirez. I think he's a very, very good fighter. I know a lot of people criticised him for the Postol fight, but styles make fights. I think that stylistically, Postol was always going to be a tough fight for Ramirez, but the fact that he come through that fight, um, you know, says to me that he done well because I always thought that would be a tough fight for him. I know he's a God-fearing man, um, does a lot charity work etc etc and a lot of people have good words to say about him I believe he's a good fighter but I just feel like stylistically it's, it's uh, stylistically the fight suits Josh in my opinion um, so yeah I fancy a, a good Josh Taylor win ok switching uh, attention to the heavyweight division who would you like to see Tyson Fury box next for I don't know. Just be good to see him box back in the UK, wouldn't it? So, Absolutely, Royal Albert Hall. So uh, Michael Hunter. Um, nah. I'll give you the options. That this is Go it, it's going to be out of these five people. So there's uh, Oscar Rivas, mm -hmm. Ajit Kabel, mm -hmm. F. A. Jagba, Otto Valens put his name in the hat for a rematch, and also. Who did I mention first? Michael Hunter. I'd say... I know Tyson and Caballero know each other, but I'd probably say Caballero. What, as in the favourite to get it? I think that he's the favourite to get it, but what would you like to see out of them options? Yeah, I'd say Caballero's probably the, the opponent, I'd say. All right, okay. That makes sense. Are you surprised that uh, Fury Wilder 3 has fallen through? Is that confirmed though? Because it's, it's all over the place, isn't it? To be honest. Oh, so. Bob, Bob and Frank are dead certain that fight's off because their contract, uh, the right for the, the loser to activate that, that clause is gone at the time. However, Shelly Finkel was making comments saying we're still on for this fight. But as it stands, Frank's putting on a card on December 5th with Tyson Headline in here, so it won't be Wilder. Mm. I don't know. It's all over the place, isn't it? But listen, as long as Tyson gets to box, gets to keep active, uh, it doesn't look like you know that that Tyson Wilder fight will be able to be made anytime soon. It's a lot of money that needs to be generated, and in the situation that they're in at the minute, boxing is a business, obviously. Um, you know, for the money that needs to be generated, I just it's going to be a tough one to to get on anytime soon. So why let both fighters sit? And uh, being active, you know, boxing fans want to see the biggest names in the sport fight, and you know, it'd be great to see Tyson back, and especially fighting in the UK. There's certain pundits and and, and a lot of boxing fans criticising Wilder, and they feel like he stalled this and and doesn't really fancy the third fight. I can't say that. I don't know. Uh, but you've been around Deontay Wilder. Listen. Listen, let me explain something, yeah? Fighters are not scared to fight, okay? And they're getting truckloads of money. So, either way, um, either way, they're not scared to fight. But, it's a case of, does he think, okay, oh, do you know what, I could do a fight in between, or need a little bit more time, or, is he being told, 
we're going to get a fight on by his side, we're going to get a fight on when crowds are back. You don't know, there's so many different if, buts and maybes. Um, you know, I'm just making assumptions, but for me, for me, if if he's in the right frame of mind, realistic, he's saying to himself, I've got a puncher's chance, if I've got any chance. But that is his chance, is a puncher's chance. So, if he's in that mindset, what are you worried about? You're going to go out there, if you get beat, you get beat, but... If you land your right hand, you know what he can do. He's lost twice. What, what more, you know, are you going to get well paid for it? So what would he be thinking, oh, I don't fancy the fight for? The worst has happened, didn't it? Do you know what I mean? And he's always got a puncher chance. But for Tyson, it would be frustrating because he'll want a box. Um, and it's a case of, for him, being realistic, it would be a case of, well... I've done what I've done both times and you keep giving someone who's got a puncher's chance a puncher's chance but I keep giving his time he's had his time to, to make the fight so mm. um, that should be that if he's not been made but like I say this I don't know contracts are messy and that's why you have specialists and lawyers and all the rest of it to look over them so listen it'd just be great to see Tyson boxing again and it'd be great to see Wilder boxing again whether it's against somebody else as well you know so mm. hopefully as boxing fans that's what we get to see well, I spoke to the ever colourful Gareth A Davis today and he reckons that ends up in court he says <laughs> this is what I mean it's very messy isn't it do you know what I mean and, and, and these sorts of things do happen so unfortunately um it sounds like a bit of a messy situation, but um, you know I'm sure top rank MTK and Frank have got fantastic people and very experienced people as well who know their way around a contract or two. Mm, definitely. Glad to see uh, Dubois Joyce is not on pay-per-view. Great for the fans. Great for the fans. Well done, BT Sport. Um, yeah, good fight. Best domestic heavyweight fight or domestic fight for a long time, I'd say, no? Because you, as you said with uh, Lomachenko Lopez, you can't categorically pick a winner in that. Yeah, true, true, true. Nah, it's a, good, it's a very, very, very good fight. Well, we we learn a lot about both guys after that fight. The thing for me is like the big, like we you know, Joyce got a brilliant engine and a great chin, but how good is his chin? And if there's anyone to test it, a big puncher is Dubois, isn't it? We know that Dubois is a big puncher, but what, what happens when he hits someone? The question that people always say is, what happens when he hits someone who can take it and make him box at a pace he don't want to box and take him out of his comfort zone later on in the fight? If there's any two styles to ask those questions, it's them two, isn't it? So, yeah. Hopefully it'll be a cracker as well. And also, how good is Dubois' chin when Joe whacks him? Yeah, of course, you know. So... That's no, definitely an interesting one. A strong end to the year we've got, I think, yeah. In terms of the kind of mega fights. Because it, it, it lacked a little bit, um, kind of this period. I mean, it was good that boxing... A bit, did it? But do you not think? We missed out on half a year, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, since boxing came back, like, it's been great to have, like, Bob, uh, Frank, Eddie done, MTK as well, done amazing to get so many shows on. But it feels like we've got a lot of big fight weeks coming up. Yeah. Sorry. Oh... Uh... 
No, definitely, I agree. I think um, the big shows and the big fighters, like I said, the, you know, people want to see the biggest names in the sport fight, and it seems like that's what's happening towards the end of the year. So, quick one before we go. I'm sure you watched the Zapita and Baranchich. Yeah. What do you think? What a fight? Do you know what I got? So uh, Zapeda was in Wildcard while we was at Wildcard, and he was um, sparring Isaac Lowe for me. Huh. Um, real, real talented lad. Really, really liked him. Really nice fella as well. I've always, you know, had a bit of a soft spot for him, and I always wish him good luck and all the rest of it. Um, you know, I'm a bit of a fan of his. I know what he can do in a gym and. You know, I always, I, I felt like a lot. He doesn't take. Sometimes he doesn't take what he can do in the gym onto fight night. I know he had a very, very close fight with with Ramirez. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like he got caught cold early in that fight, and that sort of painted the picture for the way the fight was going to go. But you know, he uh, he dug deep, and and you know, both of them. Fair play to both of them. What a fight! You know, boiled down to heart, really, didn't it? Um, yeah, so uh, I'm I'm pleased for him because he's a really really nice lad. But I'm sure, well, hopefully Branchik can uh, come again. Be surprised if that isn't fight of the year. <laughs> yeah. No. Brilliant fight. Okay, Ben Davison, thank you very much for coming to IFL TV. Best of luck uh, with Lee and his European title shot. Of course, obviously with Jack as well. Now you said Barry's going to be doing his corner, but in camp, I mean. And hopefully Shabazz Masood gets some fight news soon. That's right. All so right. everyone start tweeting and getting at Frank Warren and Queensbury promotions. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Podcast Network.